Hello, Sid Roth here. Welcome to my world, where it's naturally supernatural. My guest says an ancient spirit most of you have never heard of is silencing your voice and the power of God in your life, your marriage, your children, your finances, your spiritual gifting. Find out the identity of this spirit, and it's time to obliterate it. Sid Roth has spent over 40 years researching the strange world of the supernatural. Join Sid for this edition of It's Supernatural. Welcome, Holy Spirit. I am so glad you're here. I plead the blood. I surrender this platform to you. Have your way. God, show us your glory. Tony Suarez is a third-generation spirit-filled preacher. I want to take you back to 1952. His grandparents received the Messiah in such a supernatural fashion. Tony, what happened? My grandfather was coming home from work and had stopped in the local market to buy bread. And a missionary happened to be there, and he gave my grandfather a New Testament. He took it home and began reading. Now, mind you, my grandfather and grandmother had 11 children, and so they would read the Bible to uh, to their children, and they get to the book of Acts, and they don't understand what the promise of the Father is. They don't have anyone to explain it to them. So my grandfather told the group, we're going to do what they did, and if we do what they did, perhaps we'll get what they got. You know what? It's so simple. You need help to get confused. <laughs> <laughs> so while they were praying and fasting, my uncle Raphael, who at that time would have been eight years old, had a vision. The angel of the Lord appeared to my eight-year-old uncle and said, go to the city of Bucaramanga, to this street and this street number. My servant is waiting for you. It took faith to hear this and to obey it, but they made the journey and they went to the city of Bucaramanga. And when they got there, they found that street. They found that street number. And when they knocked on the door, a missionary from England named William Thompson answered and said, God told me you were coming. Wow. And he preached the gospel. And that day they received the Lord. He took them to the, what we call the Rio Magdalena, the, Magd the Magdalena River. I like they the were, way you say that. <laughs> say, it, say it again, the Rio. Rio Magdalena. It's just a little more powerful in Spanish, you know. And they were water baptized for the remission of their sins. And just like in the book of Acts, they were baptized with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Now, there's something that you taught that I frankly haven't heard before. It's an ancient, unknown spirit that few, few have ever even heard of, but its effects are in the news. Tell me about that. I'd never heard of it until I heard it from the lips of God. When he spoke to me and he said, this spirit that is pestering the world is the spirit of hyena. It's a spirit of mockery, thievery, and distraction. And, and so I began studying hyenas and watching. They pester lions. They distract lions. They antagonize lions. And it's a lazy spirit. 
because they let the lions do all the hunting, all the killing, all the work. And then after the lions have a harvest, they come in and distract the lion to steal what belongs to the lions. And so this, is, this spirit is alive and well right now, the spirit of mockery, that anything that's holy, anything that's righteous, anything that's godly is now, it's, it's the joke. And sadly, not just in the secular world, but even amongst the church, things that are holy and righteous, things that are sacred have become jokes and become the, the, the source and the point of our mockery. And, and some of the other things are really something. Tell me about what the females do with their babies. First off, for, for thousands of years, they thought they were gender neutral. They couldn't tell the difference between a male and a female hyena. Tell me if that's not the spirit of the age. <laughs> it, took, it took some scientists that really studied to say, oh wait, there are male hyenas and female hyenas. Well, we as a human society are going in reverse. We knew that God created male and female, but this spirit has overtaken us. The spirit of hyena is an alpha female spirit. Mm. It's the spirit of feminism, where every male is, a, is an idiot. Every male is dumb. Every male is, is worthless. So in packs of hyenas, the male is only good for, for procreation, and then he'll be kicked out of the herd. They never want to see him again. And it's a spirit of infanticide, because these females maintain their power by killing their young in, in, in how, how the most violent them? way. They, they crush the skulls of their young. It is the spirit of abortion. It is the spirit of infanticide. This feminist, baby-killing, male-rejecting, mocking, spirit is the spirit of the age, which is trying to distract lions from what we are supposed to rule and reign in through Jesus. Okay, how do we break free of this spirit? Because I can see it's affecting every, all these areas that are going on in society. It's not just that's what people want. Our enemy is not flesh and blood. Don't you ever look at a person. It's the person the entity that's pulling the strings of a puppet that doesn't know how to make Jesus Lord. Uh, how do we break free? So the, the, the hyena in the natural, the only way it can kill a lion is to distract the lion and isolate the lion. When it can break the lion away and get it, get it isolated, then a pack of hyenas will come and they'll attack that. That's what's happened. We don't love each other. We can't hang out with, with each other the way we used to because we fight about absolutely everything. And the only thing that can scare a, a hyena away is the roar of a lion. And I don't know if anyone else hears what I hear, but I hear the roar of the lion of the tribe of Judah because he's seen the afflictions. I'm always falling off my chair <laughs> when you say that. <laughs> he has seen the afflictions of the righteous. He has seen what's happening on our earth. And I hear him saying with the roar of a lion, enough is enough. And I have news for that spirit. You should have left us alone because the lion of the tribe of Judah is about to pounce you and take you out. Two witches walked into Tony's service to place a curse on him and the church. You won't believe what God does next. Be right back. It's supernatural. 
you feel as if God's not listening when you pray or speaking back to you? I've been there and so have all of my guests. That's why I want you to go to SidRoth.org prayer to access interviews with guests who have discovered how to pray unstoppable prayers. Learn about our free prayer app called God Talk and leave a prayer request so we can pray for you. It's more than time for your breakthrough. The supernatural knows no bounds, and now there are no limits to equipping you to receive your supernatural breakthrough anytime, any place. ISN, the It's Supernatural online network, offers live streaming of programs 24 hours a day, seven days a week, right on your mobile devices or smart TVs. I love that I can watch my favorite shows anytime I want. My workouts are out of the box, and so are my ISN podcasts. Download the free ISN app today. We now return to It's Supernatural. My guest, Tony Suarez, has many documented miracles. I mean, metal turning to bone, deaf ears opening, cancers and tumors disappearing, Alzheimer's healed, the blind regaining sight. Uh, let's go to one blind person and watch them regain their sight. That's your good eye? Okay, I'm gonna cover your good eye. Father, I ask you to show your people that you're a healer. Show them that you have miracle power to the intent that they may believe for their own miracle. I command any inflammation, any attack, any curse, whatever it is that's caused this eye to lose. Eyes, open up and see clearly in Jesus' name. Thank you. Why? You just said thank you. Why'd you, why'd you say thank you? Oh, I could see. What? Hey, get up here. Get up here. He just threw his glass. <laughs> you know, you see this stuff happening. It's this, doing the stuff that Jesus did. I never take it for granted. It's a miracle. Yes. Let the world see miracles yes. like this. Two witches walk into his service to curse him. What happened? We were having great, great move of God in Florida. And many were being healed, and a young Hispanic girl came, and she said, there's two ladies in the back. Uh, they say that they're witches. They heard what God was doing here, and they came to put a curse on you and what's taking place in this church but they're frozen in the back. They can't move. And they want to know if you can unfreeze them, and they promise that they'll, that they'll leave. They'll leave. I said, you tell them in a little bit. I wanted those witches to see the power of God, not just so that they would see the power of God, but so that they would know you don't touch God's precious children. You don't mess with what belongs to God. And so I let them sit there about another 35 minutes watching the miracles, and I said, now you can go. And they said, thank you. And they ran out of the building, <laughs> and I never saw them again. <laughs> you, know, you say, well, that's good for Tony, but what about me? God told you about how those viewing that are spirit-filled believers and those in the audience can have and be part of a move of God. Everyone can. Everyone can, Sid. What did God say? Here's the word of the Lord. Revival is not coming. Revival is here right now. 
What we've prayed for and longed for is here, and we don't have to chase after revival. God doesn't need us to be revival chasers. He's called us to become revival makers. We are to be Mark 16 believers. These signs follow them that believe. This isn't relegated to a supernatural specific office of ministry that the gift ministry or, or signs and wonders only follow an apostle or a prophet or a pastor. It specifically says these signs follow them that believe. Every believer needs to become aware of the God on the inside of you. You are the temple of the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, the same Spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead, now lives on the inside of you. Now, if the Holy Spirit has the authority, the power to raise the Son of God and the Son of Man from the dead, and that Spirit dwells on the inside of us, imagine what we can do. That Spirit is raising the church out of religion, out of the restrictions of religion, out of everything that has held us back. And our eyes, I believe with all my heart, said, our eyes are going to see the prophecies of Joel become a reality in our lifetime. Tony, what is God saying right now to the multitudes that are fearful and distressed? He's telling us to remember that there's never been a great day, a good day. We always say, oh, I wish we could go back to the good old days. Well, which good old days are you talking about? World wars, pandemics, dep depressions, recessions, <laughs> energy crisis? I mean, I know that sounds like the day we're living in, but that's our history. If, if all you did was take the last 122 years, there's not been a decade of peace and harmony and love, racial strife, political battles. This has always been our history. But in the midst of the pandemonium, there has always been a move of God. And so the Lord would remind us today that in the midst of the chaos and the drama, He's still God. And this church is built upon the promise that the gates of hell shall not cannot and will not prevail against the church. So we don't operate in fear. We don't live in fear. We operate in power and we demonstrate the power and the miraculous saving works of God to this world to the intent that they might believe. I'm going to tell you something. We're in the most exciting time to be alive. Yes. We're in the time of a visitation from God like the world has never seen before. I want you to be ready for that visitation. What would happen if your daughter is born with a collapsed lung? What did you do about that? My daughter was born premature, eight and a half weeks early, and her lungs had collapsed. She wasn't breathing. And they rush my wife out into in the intensive care unit for her, and they take my baby daughter. I'm not even able to hold her. They take her into the NICU. Her lungs have collapsed. I asked the nurse, is everything okay? She said, you need to be realistic. This baby isn't going to make it. And I said, God, right then and there in that hospital room, I said, God, I am asking you to heal my daughter. And God said, praise me. I said, if you heal her, I'll praise you like I've never praised you before. And he said, I'm tired of praise that always has strings attached. I always have to do something to get a praise out of you. Whether she lives or dies, I'm worthy of a praise. And I command you, that's what he said to me, I command you to praise me irregardless. 
So when's the last time you praise God and it wasn't for a house, a car, a wife, a girlfriend, a boyfriend, a money, a job? When's the last time you praise God and it, it was just because He's God? That's what I had to do. So I started worshiping and praising God and I went back to the hospital and I praised God and every day for about eight or nine days I just kept worshiping and praising God until it finally came out of my mouth. Lord. Whether she lives or dies, you're good. Whether she lives or dies, I worship you and I praise you. And when I entered that level of praise, I entered a level of boldness I'd never felt before. I said, whether she lives or dies, I praise you. However, I read in your word that Elijah breathed on a dead boy and you raised him back to life. And I believe that if you did it for one, you'll do it for all. And I opened that incubator. I said, baby, in the name of Jesus, and I breathed on her. And in that miracle moment, she had no breastbone. There was no breastbone. In a miracle moment, my eyes saw her chest pop out wow. and it never caved back in. The monitor started saying, beep, 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 beep. Nurses ran in, what's wrong? I said, I, I, don't, I don't know. I was, just, <laughs> I was just hanging out. Not me. Forgot their security cameras. I said, I'm, I was just here. And the nurses frantically typing, she said, this is so strange. I said, what? She said, according to the monitor, your baby's breathing on her own and she doesn't need this contraption. My little baby girl, she's about nine days old. She said, eh, eh, and she spit the tube out of her throat. She's 15 years old now. She's never had another tube down her throat. Got it instantly. I want you to know God wants you to know him more than you want to know him. I want you to know that there is a book in heaven with your name in it. I want you to know that this is a moment like no other for you. I want you to repeat this prayer after me and mean it to the best of your ability. That's all. The rest is up to God. Say it out loud with me. Repeat after me. Dear God, I've made many mistakes. You know, and I know, and I'm so sorry. I believe the blood of Jesus not only covers those mistakes, but removes those mistakes. It's not even written in your book anymore. It's not even written in your book. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I ask you, Jesus to come and live inside of me and be my Lord and Savior and give me my own experience with you. I love you, Lord. Amen. Now, when we return, Tony is going to pray for you to become the move of God you always wanted to be. It's time to stop living in the past. God's glorious glory, it's already here. Be right back. We will be right back to It's Supernatural. 
Call to get Tony Suarez's revelatory book, Defeating the Spirit of Hyena, and his companion two-part audio CD teaching set, Unveiling and Defeating the Spirit of Hyena. Plus, you will also receive his powerful must-read book, Revival Makers. You can't get this anywhere else. Yours for a donation of $39. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9839. The Lord told me what pesters lions are hyenas. There is a spirit of mockery, a spirit of thievery, and so much more attacking the body of Christ. But there's one thing that always makes hyenas disappear. It's the roar of the lion, the lion of the tribe of Judah. He's seen what we're living through, what we're going through, and God says enough is enough. Through Tony's revelatory book and two-part audio CD set, you will understand that a mocking spirit, the ancient hyena spirit, is behind many of the problems we are facing today as believers in our nation and in our world. Discover how to take authority and be victorious over this spirit that wants to silence your voice and diminish the power of God in your life. Learn to speak powerful, specific prayers and release explosive spiritual warfare that will defeat this spirit of mockery and thievery. You will also receive Tony's powerful book, Revival Makers. Tony Suarez will help you experience more of God's greatness in your life than you ever thought possible. Understand how to stop chasing revivals and instead become one. Learn how to shift atmospheres to walk in the supernatural every day. Discover the keys to take authority over the powers of darkness in persons and places. Understand how to saturate your home, your business, and your school with the presence of God. Like Tony Suarez said, Enough is enough. Don't miss out on getting Tony Suarez's revelatory book, Defeating the Spirit of Hyena, and his companion two-part audio CD teaching set, Unveiling and Defeating the Spirit of Hyena. Plus, you will also receive his powerful must-read book, Revival Makers. You can't get this anywhere else. Yours for a donation of $39. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9839. Call or you can send your check to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural, P.O. Box 392. 222 Charlotte, North Carolina 28278. Please specify offer number 9839 or log on to sidroth.org. Call or write today. We now return to It's Supernatural. You know, I don't know about you guys, but when I read the compassion that Jesus had in the Bible, I have to believe that the compassion unlocks every miracle God wants in our life. So the question is, how do we get this compassion? Tony, you have it. Teach us. You know, the Bible tells us about a man named David who praised God when he killed, when he had the victory over Goliath and Goliath was killed. But that same man worshiped and praised God with it when his own son died. Now you heard me tell the story about my daughter and what God did in her life. Little did I know what was going to happen to me years later. I had just gotten done preaching in California and my son who was 10 years old at the time calls me and he said, Daddy, you gotta help me. Something's wrong with mommy. She can't walk, something's wrong. And I had to walk my son through calling 911 and getting an ambulance to the home. And I jumped on a red eye flight I got to a hospital to hear that my wife had a very aggressive form of leukemia. They gave her two weeks to live. And so in that moment, I remembered what God did for my daughter. 
and I said, God, I praised you when you healed my daughter. And I told you then, whether she lives or dies, I'll praise you. I'll worship you. Little did I know that six months after that diagnosis, God would take my wife home. Now I've gone from being a husband and, and traveling the ministry to now being a single father of three, and we still have a ministry, and I, I feel the responsibility of being both father and mother to those babies and making sure that they kept having faith in God. And every day we had to pray. Every day we would go before God and we'd have communion, and together we'd say, God, I don't understand you but I trust you. That was the greatest praise for our family that we could give God. To not say, you gotta give me an answer. You gotta explain why I'm living through what I'm living through. No, it wasn't that. It was just saying, God, I don't understand why. I don't understand the whys, but I trust you. And when you ask, how could you have that kind of faith? It's what their mother exemplified to them on her last day on this earth. On that last day when we knew that death was imminent, People had come into the hotel, into the hospital room. It wasn't a hotel, I promise you that. But into that hospital room, and they began praising God, and they were playing music unto the Lord. And she lifted her hand. I said, do you want them to keep singing? She said, oh, yes. Her children saw her do that. Her children saw her last act on this earth be not a woe is me, but a praise. Because what you're living through isn't just for you. This is your legacy. Her children saw it. Her children caught it. And they came to her bed. And my oldest said, Mommy, I love you. I really want you to come home, but I don't want you to have cancer in your body. Daddy says there's no cancer in heaven. So if you have to go to heaven to be healed, you can go. But I'm going to live for God. I'm going to make you proud of me, Mom. I'm going I'm to obey my dad, and I'm, you're going to be proud of me. And if Dad gives me permission, I'm going to get water baptized at your funeral. We had a word over our life that leukemia was going to bow its knees at the name of Jesus. And I, I couldn't reconcile the word when she died. But it was at that funeral, hallelujah, when those babies went to the waters of baptism and they came out washed away from the burden of sin. And my youngest came out speaking in other tongues as the Holy Spirit baptized him. Do you know what that means to me? That means that the comforter came to the funeral. The spirit of the living God showed up. And that day, hallelujah, I saw the spirit of leukemia have to bow its knees because our worst day turned into our best day because salvation visited our home. Sid talked about compassion. When we pray for the sick now, we feel that. Jesus was touched by our infirmities and he's touched by what you're living through. This great move of the Holy Spirit, this great visitation of the glory of God, in fact, won't be a visitation, it's a manifestation that will not leave this earth until the end of days. And it will be a move of God that's manifested through compassion. The world will know Jesus when they feel the love of Jesus through every one of us as believers. And I want to pray over you today that you wouldn't just receive your miracle, but that you would receive the compassion in the heart of Jesus for a lost people. And through that compassion, many would come to know Messiah as you know him. Father, I thank you for those that are in this room and those that are watching at home. I thank you that this opportunity is available for the miraculous. And I pray that as the gift of healing and the working of miracles begins to move amongst the people, 
that the heart of the Father, the love of Jesus Christ, the love of the Lord Jesus would come upon every single one of us so that through compassion we would be moved to tell many Jesus still heals, Jesus still saves, and Jesus still delivers. Amen and amen. Somebody give him praise. I want to speak to you that are still in this studio and those of you that are watching at home today. I have lived through the valley of the shadow of death. I've seen the good and the bad, the happy and the sad, but I made a decision. Someone said, how can you have so much faith after what you lived through? I made a decision. I'm 42 years old. I had about two and a half really bad years. I buried my father and I didn't get to say goodbye. He died unexpectedly. 18 months later, I bury my wife. I'm now a single father of three children. I don't know what God has in front of me. I don't know what life has in front of me, but I made a decision. I'm not going to give up on God for two bad years. When I look back over the trajectory of my life, like the old choir song says, when I look back over my life and I think things over, I can truly say, I have been blessed. And I don't have a testimony, I have plural, I have testimonies of the goodness of God. So I'm not going to let two bad years, you can't let one moment deter you from the purpose of God. You can't let one bad moment in your marriage or one argument or, 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 or one bad year or one pandemic, hello? Take away what we know to be true about God. So I made a decision, I'm not going to waste my pain. I'm not going to waste this moment, but I'm going to use it for the glory of God. And it provoked me, if I can say it that way, it provoked me and it provoked my children. I was so worried about those babies. If they were here, they'd scream right now, I'm not babies, but you're always my baby. <laughs> They're teenagers now, pray for me more, but more, more than ever before. And I remarried, and now I got five, by the way. Oh, Lord. There's a reason I'm here alone. No, I'm just kidding. But I was so worried about them. We were supposed to have a healing service that my wife, my first wife, was supposed to accompany me to. And then she passed away. The TV studio said, don't worry, you don't have to do it. I said, no, I have to. I have to. Because it was a pivotal moment of faith where I had to declare... Jesus still heals. And so I went on the air that night and I said, I just buried my wife 25 days ago, but I want you to know he still heals cancer. He still heals leukemia. I hate cancer. Someone watching at home right now that's afflicted with cancer or your bloodline's been afflicted with cancer or someone in this studio, I hate that spirit that has attacked your body. And in a moment, and in a moment, I'm going to take authority over that wicked, vile spirit. And I believe that when I call the name of Jesus over your body, I believe cancer is going to pack its bags and it's going to have to flee. We were asked to do a healing service and they said, bring the kids. I didn't know what my kids were going to think. This is just 30, 35 days after their mother passed. Well, I was still learning to be mom and dad to those babies. You know, you mothers, you have the, the, another supernatural gift. 
the gift of intuition. <laughs> you have to know where those babies are at all time. Well, I was learning to be mom and dad, but I got lost in the anointing. You know, the Holy Spirit's like a river. It's a moving water and you can get lost in it. Well, I was praying for the sick and I, I just got lost and it dawned on me, oh no, where's the babies? <laughs> so I'm like, I'll be right back, but where's the babies? And, and I found them on the other side of the auditorium praying for the sick, 10, ten 8, and 6 years old. I never taught them to do that, never asked them to do it. I want them to be saved, and I would love to see them in the ministry, but I want it to be real. And I just felt the Holy Spirit come on me to tell a minister in the room, let the call be authentic. Don't manufacture what must be manifested. That word is for someone watching right now. Stop manufacturing what can only be manifested. God promised Abraham and Isaac, but he manufactured an Ishmael. Don't manufacture what can only take place in the miraculous. So I saw them laying hands. If you want to know why I have the faith I have today to believe that everyone in this studio will be healed? Want to know why I believe that everyone watching right now is about to be touched by the power of God at home? It's because of those babies. We got back in the car, and I, I turned around. Do you see how excited Sid gets when he does the interviews? And, you know, tell me about it. That's what I look like in the car. I said, how did you have that kind of faith? And my son had what I call a righteous anger. Anger. My son had what I call a righteous anger come over him. He looked at me and he said, Dad, I don't want anybody to ever feel what we felt. I don't want anybody to go through what we've gone through. So you don't pray for the sick alone anymore. I'm going to pray with you. Devil, you shouldn't have messed with my family. When I talk to the devil, I never look like this. Why is he in your face? Well, he's in my ear. What's he doing in your ear? It is written, upon thy belly shall thou dwell, and the dust shall thou eat. So when I address the devil, I don't look here, I look there. He's under my feet. He's under your feet. Hallelujah. And not only is he under your feet, he's eating your dust because you're not staying where you are. You're not staying in sickness. You're not staying in poverty. You're not staying in depression. You're coming out, and the only thing he's going to eat is your dust. You ought to praise him right Right now. <laughs> Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. But it is written, it is not good for man to be alone. Glory to God. <laughs> and a few years later, I was really feeling that Bible verse. I'm like, Lord, send someone. And I met Gina. I'm going to have a praise back. Glory. <laughs> and we went on a date, and we were talking, and, you know, I'm, I'm very churchy. I didn't even really know how to date. She's, she comes to the date, hey. I said, well, praise the Lord. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> Got a little head shake going and everything. <laughs> Will you pray for the meal? I said, Father, I take authority over every carb, over every cow. She's like, can we maybe not get kicked out of the restaurant? (laughs) 
there's all these modern terms that I don't know. I don't know who's Boo, who's Bay, and I and I had I had heard about Gina, but I didn't have any connection to Gina, and I wanted to meet Gina. And someone said, "Well, just slide into her DMs." I'm like, "I'm a holiness preacher. I can't. I'll lose my ministry. I can't." It's, I, I didn't understand what that meant. That meant send her a message. I'm like, "Then say send a message." <laughs> So she agreed to go on a date with me, and while we're at the date, we're just telling a little bit of our history, and I told her about what I had walked through with my wife, and it turns out that my first wife had gone to the same Bible college that Gina had gone to. And it turned out that in my first wedding, we played a CD of Gina and her husband, Corey, singing a song called The Prayer. And Gina said, can I tell you about my first husband, Corey? She said, we pastored in Michigan. She said, 10 years ago, he lost his life to colon cancer. She said, I had a five-year-old son and a one-year-old baby. She said, for 10 years, I've been traveling, ministering, singing, raising these kids in the admonition of the Lord. And I just, I mean, that's my story. Not 10 years, but that was my story. She said, can I tell you about Corey's last day? I said, please. She said, Corey was in that room with his parents and me. She said, he started looking off into the distance and she said, I wish I knew what he saw, but he started pumping his fist and he moved his mask and he said, I am redeemed. And he looked at me and his parents and his last words before he passed was, I win. The collective testimonies of now seven people that have become one family is that when death visited our home, we didn't lose our praise, we didn't lose our victory. There's someone in this room and someone watching at home, you knew who you are. Death, pain, it's relative. Maybe it's a marriage that died, a ministry or a business that died for you. It doesn't have to be exactly what I've gone through. But I'm here to tell you in the name of the Lord Jesus, you don't have to lose your praise and you don't have to lose your victory. God took seven broken people and made us one whole family. I did what every good little Pentecostal boy does in my moment of pain. I went to camp meeting. We don't go to the bar. We don't go to the club. We go to camp meeting. I went to a camp meeting and a preacher said, God told me to tell you. He's about to give you seven times, seven times what you lost. Seven. Now, I'm not good at math, but I'm thinking there's myself and my three children, and I'm not having any more babies in the name of Jesus, so I'm trying to figure out how we're getting to seven. And then God sent Gina, Mylon, and Macy, seven broken people who lived through the valley of the shadow of death. And oh, I forgot to tell you, Gina showed me a video of the funeral. I know you normally wouldn't watch a funeral video, you ought to watch that funeral video. It's like a revival. There lay Corey, and they're singing and worshiping God. Gina got her five-year-old son and her baby and walked over to that casket and held onto that casket. And one last time, she danced in the presence of the Lord, demonstrating that even in the worst of situations, we still praise the Lord. What I have seen in those six years since my first wife passed away is I've seen more miracles. I've seen more healing. 
I've seen more of the glory of God than I ever have in my life because we didn't give up on God. You know what David did when Goliath was killed? He praised God. You know what he did when his son died? He picked himself up, he dusted himself off, and he anointed himself. I wasn't going to talk about it, but I feel the Holy Ghost here telling me to do it. He anointed himself. The priest didn't do it. The prophet didn't do it. The mentor didn't do it. His favorite preacher didn't do it. He anointed himself. What does that mean? That means David always had oil with him. The Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit isn't this one-time gift that comes to you and then you forget, you forget it. it. It's always with you. You got to be able to anoint yourself, pray yourself through. You got to be able to encourage yourself. There is a measure of the Holy Spirit available to everyone in this room. And when you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, when you walk through the, the darkest days of your life, do like David and anoint yourself. And you know what he did after he anointed himself? He went back to the house of God to give him praise. And I come by the authority of the spirit of the living God to tell you what you, what, what do I need to do in this season? Anoint yourself and get back to praise. Get back to faith. Get back to the presence of God. Now I want to pray for you that are at home and those of you that are in the studio. The anointing is so strong. How close are you, how close are you to a miracle? You're one praise away. You're one prayer away. Don't let pain deter what God is about to do next. I see angels all over this studio. And I see them hovering over the people. Now this is for you at home as well. It's just that I see them here. They're probably in your home as well. And this is what I see them doing. I see angels taking big question marks and I, I see the mighty spirits of the Lord <clears throat> straightening them out. And you came saying, why, why, why? But you're going to leave saying, wow, 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 because God, the spirit of truth is going to make things plain and real. If you need a miracle here or at home, raise your hands if, if, that's, if that's appropriate and you're okay with it, because God's about to touch you. God's about to move in this place. Loco shamande sekaya bohosai. By the authority of the word of God, and the power that's in the name of Jesus. I'm going to stop because there's a lady. Your name is Allison and you're watching at home and you just said, oh, why, aren't, why am I not in the studio? You don't have to be in the studio. The same anointing that's in this room is in your house. In the book of Acts, they would pray over prayer cloths and the sick were healed. The modern day prayer cloth is that camera that's looking at me right now, that fiber optic cable, that internet connection that's coming into your house. The same anointing that's here is flowing into you by the authority of the Word of God and by the power that's in the name of Jesus. I take authority over sin, sickness, and disease, and I command you to be healed, delivered, and set free now by the power of God. Begin to praise Him wherever you're listening and receive your miracle now. Hallelujah. Praise Him in this studio right now. The Holy Ghost is here. Hallelujah. 
The lady in the back row with your hand raised, would you stand up? The man that has the AirPod and someone's laying hands on you, would you stand up? There's the, the, the late one, two, three, four, five, fifth row, second. You're looking at me right now. Would you stand up? This couple that's here, and there was someone, there was someone, it's you right there, young lady. Yes, you, but I feel drawn to you. Your faith is like a magnet, sir, because I'm over here trying to pray for her, and I feel drawn to you right now. Hallelujah. Father, I don't have enough time to delve into everything, but you know what they need. And in the name of Jesus, let it come, let it come, let it come to the back row, let it come to the front row. In the name of Jesus, the same God, the same God that healed my broken heart, sees that hole and the Lord is filling it, the Lord is answering, and the Lord is going to do a work in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. And I tell one, two, three, four, fifth row, look upon me for just a moment. That young lady right there, look upon me because the eyes are the gateway to the soul. You're not forgotten. Doesn't matter how many people overlook you. Doesn't matter how many people pass you by. Sometimes you still feel like the little girl at school when they're picking the teams for the dodgeball game and they pick everybody else and then you're the last one. You're not the last, you're the first in the presence of God. Not one tear wasted, not one prayer wasted. God hears you and he, and he told, I feel him telling me to tell you, you prayed a simple prayer. And God says, I heard that simple prayer. Prayer. Now walk around like a kid on Christmas because what you ask for is coming to your house and to your life in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. Father, I thank you because these women desire the fire. And I thank you, Lord, that they're leaving with fire, an intensity of fire. Sid, I know I have to go, but I see the angels of the Lord. I saw this in Arizona. I see the angels of the Lord. These are, I don't know enough about angels to understand it, but these are huge angels. These are like giant angels and they got shovels of coal. This is what I see right here. I see them on these four corners and they got shovels and I see them throwing hot coal on you. Everyone that was here today and everyone, in case that camera's still on watching, the fire is about to get hotter. God says, I'm intensifying, oh, and some on you too. He said, I'm intensifying the fire. I'm intensifying the glory. Get ready for more, says the spirit of the living God. Hallelujah. 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 Call to get Tony Suarez's revelatory book, Defeating the Spirit of Hyena, and his companion two-part audio CD teaching set, Unveiling and Defeating the Spirit of Hyena. Plus, you will also receive his powerful must-read book, Revival Makers. You can't get this anywhere else. Yours for a donation of $39. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9839. The Lord told me what pesters lions are hyenas. There is a spirit of mockery, a spirit of thievery, and so much more attacking the body of Christ. But there's one thing that always makes hyenas disappear. It's the roar of the lion, the lion of the tribe of Judah. He's seen what we're living through, what we're going through. And God says, enough 
is enough. Through Tony's revelatory book and two-part audio CD set, you will understand that a mocking spirit, the ancient hyena spirit, is behind many of the problems we are facing today as believers in our nation and in our world. Discover how to take authority and be victorious over this spirit that wants to silence your voice and diminish the power of God in your life. Learn to speak powerful, specific prayers and release explosive spiritual warfare that will defeat this spirit of mockery and thievery. You will also receive Tony's powerful book, Revival Makers. Tony Suarez will help you experience more of God's greatness in your life than you ever thought possible. Understand how to stop chasing revivals and instead become one. Learn how to shift atmospheres to walk in the supernatural every day. Discover the keys to take authority over the powers of darkness in persons and places. Understand how to saturate your home, your business, and your school with the presence of God. Like Tony Suarez said, enough is enough. Don't miss out on getting Tony Suarez's revelatory book, Defeating the Spirit of Hyena, and his companion two-part audio CD teaching set, Unveiling and Defeating the Spirit of Hyena. Plus, you will also receive his powerful must-read book, Revival Makers. You can't get this anywhere else. Yours for a donation of $39. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9839. Call or you can send your check to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural. P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. Please specify offer number 9839 or log on to SidRoth.org. Call or write today. Next week on It's Supernatural. Hi, my name is Michelle Steele. Are you still dealing with shame and guilt from your past? I was too, until I learned about how the blood of Jesus cleanses me from shame. Join me on the next It's Supernatural with Sid Roth, and I will teach you what God taught me about the power of the blood. Get ready for your freedom.